Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's time for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. The Roto Experts in the morning, Super Bowl edition. We're here Sunday, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern every Sunday, but today we go to noon. Don't forget to listen to the Roto Experts daily podcast uh, every day. You can download it on all your popular platforms with myself, Scott Engel. Uh, Today I'm joined by Joe Galina and uh, Jim Day as we preview Super Bowl 53. Uh, We'll have a kickoff to final gun coverage Today in the Super Bowl, as uh, make sure you listen to uh, Red Heat and Rage live from Studio 34, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. As uh, these guys have laid a lot of money on the games, uh, props, weight, outright wagers, etc., against the spread. And you want to listen to their ups and downs throughout the day. It's something you can't <laughs> miss. Uh, Jim Day will join them, try to calm them down a little bit at 5:30 Eastern time. Uh, so you definitely want to. We definitely want to tune in for that. Uh, Joe Galina and Jim Day with me. We're expecting Ross Tucker uh, to join us in uh, momentarily here. Uh, Ross, a former NFL lineman uh, who actually played for the Patriots, yep. uh, also played uh, for Washington, Dallas, Buffalo, and uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, very popular NFL analyst. You can catch him on a variety of platforms. Don't forget to go to RossTucker.com, and you can check out uh, that he has uh, he has several podcasts that he, you can listen to, including the uh, regular uh, Ross Tucker podcast as well, and follow him at Ross Tucker NFL. So we'll talk to I got, Ross. I, one one quick point on yeah, that. Go ahead. I, I mean, his uh, Fantasy Feast podcast is one of my favorites. Him and Evan Silva get together. Um, and just between the two of those guys, they have some great conversations that gives out so much information. Uh, if you're not watching the Fantasy Feast or listening to the Fantasy Feast, you're, you really need to change that. That's an excellent podcast. Yeah, you know, Ross, Ross Tucker's been doing it for a while, and I, I always enjoy when former players can really talk uh, authentically about fantasy, Joe. Absolutely, uh, yeah, and, you know, when you're looking at uh, players and uh, acknowledging the fantasy football fan base, 
Uh, I, I, yesterday uh, I was on the air with uh, with uh, George Kurtz, and we played a little clip of uh, Saquon Barkley half jokingly, you know, kind of uh, apologizing to the fan base because he didn't perform that well. Uh, I think it was Week 15 against the, the Titans. So it's always great uh, to get uh, an analysis from someone that's actually play, played the game. And uh, good stuff. Yeah, because uh, you know we're not we're not in the locker room like uh, like Jim Day is. You know, right, actually right. knowing what, what the, Ram, the Rams are thinking. And uh, you mentioned Saquon Barkley. Uh, last night at NFL Honors, uh, he takes uh, Rookie of the Year. He took both Pepsi and AP Rookie of the, of the Year. And mm-hmm. uh, would you take Barkley number one overall next year, uh, Joe, You know, just based on this past season? Or would you want somebody a little bit more experienced like a Todd Gurley or an Ezekiel Elliott when you're splitting the hairs? If I had the number one pick overall, let's say ten times, I, I'd probably take Saquon Barkley. You know, six of them and mix it up a little bit. Maybe uh, take a little Todd Gurley, provided that we don't hear some catastrophic news after the Super Bowl about him having to have some major kind of surgery. And even in our Roto Experts mock, you know, I took uh, Saquon Barkley uh, number one. I mean, uh, you know, Gurley is still a young running back, but uh, you know, this this whole little issue for the past month. With him having, uh, you know, some injury uh, issues with uh, the knee that was that he had surgery on when he was in college, it's a little unnerving to me. I, I kind of uh, don't like to take too many risks with my number one pick overall in fantasy. So uh, I'm pretty comfortable taking Saquon Barkley number one overall. Yeah. Now you talk about okay, six of ten leagues. Uh, you know, you know, we've I've had this debate on the air before. Uh, to me, every draft is different. So if no matter what draft it is and, you know, how often are you going to get the number one overall pick in 10 leagues right, anyway? Right. Yeah, I just but, threw that uh, out there. Yeah. You know, when you, when you throw a diversification out there, to me, uh, you know, every league is different on their own. Uh, you know, Barkley had a terrific season, but to me, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, just a little bit more proven. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong. You're not going to call you crazy with Saquon Barkley. But after, after the year that Ezekiel Elliott had, as a pass mm-hmm. catcher, for me, it's hard to go against him. Uh, I'd, I'd probably take Elliott number one. What about you? What about you, uh, Jim? Uh, would you take Saquon Barkley number one? Well, I, I'm with uh, Joe on this. You know, you got to move it around a little bit if you're doing multiple leagues like we do. Uh, you don't want the same guy in all your leagues. If you get that pick, you, you're going to move around it. But you know, you can make cases for Gurley. You can make cases for Zeke. Uh, you can make. Cases for Christian McCaffrey, you can make case for Barkley, all being that number one. You know, we go through that every year. There's always two or three guys that, you know, could be that number one. And, you know, any one of them can do it. Uh, Gurley should have full off season, come back and get healthy, and he's done it two years in a row. Like you mentioned, Scott, finally they're throwing the ball to Zeke and what a second half he had because of all those receptions. If you move that to a full season, you're looking at another running back that's probably going to catch 100 balls. So, you know, puts him up there, especially with his rushing prowess, playing behind that good offensive line, now with a good number one wide receiver to take some of the pressure off him. If they, you know, get Michael Gallup to step up even more next year into that number two, and Dak steps up his game even a little bit, then I like Zeke a lot. I know a lot of people are not as high on him as as some. They you know expect him to be a third or fourth pick, but I'm with you. I think you can make every case for him being the number one pick. Yeah, but I, I guess guys... I disagree. I disagree with you guys on that fundamental of, of you know you you want to have different guys in different leagues. 
Uh, to me, every draft is separate, and you're very rarely going to get the the, uh, the chance to you know draft from the same spot in so many leagues. Mm-hmm. You, you, you you're going to you're going to end up naturally diversifying anyway because every draft is different, Jim. True, but if you got that first pick, look, I I played what. Uh, ended up having 170 leagues last year. A lot of them best ball, no doubt. Um, but the same point of fact is that there's a lot of number one picks there. So it still comes down to who do you like at the number one pick. And, you know, that's going to be each and everybody's choice. And for me, like Joe, if I have the number one pick ten times, I'm going to split it up between what I think to be the top three. And that's Gurley, mm-hmm. Barkley, and Zeke. So I'm going to have Even a lot to of hedge them, against you know, injury. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, to hedge against everything. Look, let's face it. Yeah. Every year, the top, you know, out of the top 12 first round picks, there's usually four or five guys that don't hit anywhere near that number that you're expecting out of a first round pick. So, you know, to try and take one guy in all the times you have the, the number one pick, that's just not a smart move. Mm. Yeah, hey, well, you guys, you see, uh, Timmy, David Johnson? Timmy, hold on. Let me respond yeah, yeah, to that, though, where we just said it's not a smart move. You know, to me, it is a smart move to just take the guy that I want to be to separate the leagues that they're that one league has nothing to do with the other. It's uh, there's more than one way to win a fa- uh, approach a fantasy football league, Jim. I'm not saying diversifying is, you know, that you want to do it that way. Go ahead, but uh, you know, I I personally don't believe in that. And I don't, you know, I think I've come across natural diversification. Anyhow, so you know, I I I think that you know to in the past I've said you know to 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 but to to say okay I'm not going to take the guy in this league because I taught him in that league. That's not not something I necessarily agree with. I th- I think we we just have different viewpoints. And that's fine. I'd say that's what makes this fun. If we all thought the same exact thing, it would be boring <laughs> as hell to play fantasy football. Yeah, we make the show boring too. Hmm. Well, what do you want to say? What you want to say about David Johnson? There, uh, 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 Joe, uh, former what? Top Joe. three? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Joe. Yeah, he's Jim, and you're Scott. So, yeah, David Johnson, top three pick in this uh, past season, right? Uh, probably going to be like a uh, early second rounder. Yesterday on the NFL Network, uh, saying that he's going to. Pencil him in, thousand uh, rushing, thousand receiving yards. Going to bounce back. He uh, implored everyone uh, make him your f- number one pick. So you know maybe he could be a big bargain in that uh, that second round. Yeah, well, what would he expect him to say? You know, he's he's not going to yeah. say, you know, go ahead, and, you know, don't take me. He can say nothing. You know, I, have a, I have a young quarterback <laughs> who stinks, and a coach coming from college. But you know, David Johnson is probably going to be. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I I look at my early ranks on RotoExperts.com, which are going to be launched very soon as part of our NFL 365 coverage. We're now all NFL on RotoExperts uh, all the time. We still be covering baseball on the radio here, though, and on my podcast and pointing you some of the best uh, in the business who we like for fantasy baseball and for your draft prep. I'll be in Town Wars as well. I do have a mock coming up this Wednesday with my friends and Roto Ballers. But uh, with David Johnson, I have him ranked just outside the top, top, top 12, number 13. We have to see what Cliff Kingsbury wow, can do 13. here. Yeah, I, we have to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do here. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully he can inject some life into this offense. Uh, he knows that David Johnson is the guy that he's got to hitch the wagon, the cliched wagon to. I'd like to see them go out and get another playmaker. In the passing game, Larry Fitzgerald uh, will come back, and I like Christian Kurt, but I would like to see one more guy that can strike fear into the hearts of a defense or you know, someone like that. You know, could they go out and could you get a Jared Cook? Do they get a Golden Tate, etc.? You know, I'd like to mm. see something like that uh, for the Cardinals. But uh, I, I think you know, when I'm looking at high end RB twos though next year, Joe, I'm fine with uh, David Johnson there. Yeah, I mean, I just like the fact that we were talking just a couple of seconds ago about, you know, we like to see uh, players, uh, you know, embrace the fantasy, fo- you know, the, the, the fantasy football community. And, uh, you know, we, we add a lot, you know, a lot of their salary comes from the, the uh, attention that's given to them by, uh, by fantasy football and, and, and betting and whatnot. So it's pretty cool to see him, you know, uh, acknowledge and embrace it, we'll say. We do have an update on the Nick Foles situation where uh, ESPN is reporting that uh, the Eagles are going to franchise him and that uh, that Foles is going to turn around and offer them $2 million for a buyout and then they're going to try and trade him. So, uh, look, I- I've been on record as saying if I had to keep one of the two quarterbacks, I may be in the, the less popular camp, but I'm keeping Foles. The, you know, the combination of him and Doug Peterson has already won them a Super Bowl and four playoff games. But I understand the financial part of it, too. The, uh, the Eagles are bottom three in terms of salary cap uh, heading, into the, heading into the up season, coming season. They have to clear some cap space, and they do feel that Carson Wentz can take them where Nick Foles already did. And, uh, you know, that probably takes, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about the Giants going after Foles. The New York Daily News says, well, you know, it already takes them out of the running. Uh, you know, Jacksonville has been mentioned as a, uh, as a possible destination. Miami could be another consideration as, as well for, uh, for Nick Foles here. But we're getting some more clarity on the situation, Jim. Well, the one thing we know is uh, if they come down to where they tag him, he buys out, and they want to trade him, it won't be the Giants because the one thing they don't want to do is face him two times a year and have the right. ridicule <laughs> if he beats them. So there's no way they trade him to the Giants. It's just no way that happens, in my opinion. The only way that happens is if he gets to be a, a straight free agent and maybe the Giants go get him. Outside of that, no way he comes to the Giants. Um, you know, Jacksonville makes a, a – you know, a lot of sense because he has some history there with the coaches and, you know, could definitely be in play there. Although I don't think it's a great fit for him in a power running scheme offense that they want to run. So, you know, he's going to land somewhere. He's going to be a starter. But let's face it, until Wentz got hurt last year, you know, he was being talked about as an MVP candidate. Um, if you look at his numbers this year, you know, a, a lot of people just, oh, what a terrible year Wentz had before he went down. But actually, he had some really good games, uh, you know, put up quite a few good fantasy games put up you know over 25 points in several games in a row and you know that's the kind of thing you look at he's a good young quarterback and and that's the one they're trying to you know tie their wagon to is that good young quarterback Foles I think is going to be a good quarterback for somebody else it just won't be the Giants yeah and when you look at the Giants uh the current NFL draft order has them at number six they're really the first team that really needs a quarterback but there's so much conjecture, and you look at mock drafts, and you look at the buzz, that uh, several teams may try to trade ahead. 
even with a team like the Jets at number three, to jump ahead and get Dwayne Haskins. The best possible case for the Giants is to get Haskins, but if not, uh, I really like what I've seen of Drew Locke. Uh, you know, guy has a has a terrific gun. Uh, give him give him time in the pocket. He, you know, he's not he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's got some mobility there. And when he throws the deep ball and when he's on. You know, he can really throw it into a tight window. He throws a beautiful deep ball. Uh, just a question with him sometimes is his decision-making. But uh, you know, Drew Locke might be a nice pickup for the Giants. Uh, some people say uh, he actually is the, like a little bit more mobile version of what Eli Manning was when he was young, Joe. Yeah, and uh, I also hear that uh, you know he's kind of being touted as uh, the quarterback in the draft that's closest to being NFL-ready as well. So uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, other names that have popped up, uh, well, we, you know, we, obviously Kyler Murray always in the news, and uh, Daniel Jones recently within the past week or two, uh, I believe with, with Duke, and uh, I think he has a connection with the Mannings in terms of uh, coaches that, that have coached all three, uh, you know, the, the two Manning brothers and, uh, and, and Daniel Jones. But uh, we're talking quarterbacks and, and the draft. Kyler Murray this week, I saw him interviewed, and he said that your, your boy uh, Russell Wilson kind of, you know, because he was a two-sports star. Russell Wilson had told him, you know, it would have made sense for him if he was going to play baseball and football. You know, the football team would have been a New York team since the Yankees uh, drafted him. And Kyler Murray kind of mentioned the Raiders, which is kind of, you know, interesting there. Yeah. Uh, was it still, still go, go ahead, Jim. Well, I was going to say, yeah, the Raiders definitely make sense. If, you know, Gruden it doesn't really like Carr, then they could make some sense. Also, the Cardinals, I mean, there's been talk about them wanting to trade Rosen because he yeah. isn't their guy. Um, and right. they may want to go out and pick up one of these other quarterbacks as well, which could be a very interesting uh, turn of events there. So, you know, I, I understand what everybody's saying about the Giants being the first team in the actual lineup to want a quarterback. Don't be surprised if that changes real quick as we get closer to draft day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's heard some rumors that the Jaguars wanted to trade to the number five spot. Maybe Denver uh, reports that Elway just loves Drew Locke, uh, and uh, Kyle Murray might not be uh, might not be taken until the fifth quarterback coming off the board. We'll start looking at uh, DraftKings showdown strategies and picks coming up next here on the Roto Experts in the Morning Super Bowl Edition here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Right. Will it be Andrew Sandman? Jared Goff will find out. 
Get a uh, 50 per- get 50% off at DailyRoto.com Elite Monthly Membership if you sign up before Super Bowl 53 kickoff. Elite packages feature access to premium fantasy content for all sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, golf, and NHL. Premium lineup optimizers for FanDuel and DraftKings, uh, NFL, NBA, MLB, and golf. Access to betting tools, player props, and more. Customizable fantasy projections and rankings for FanDuel and DraftKings. Professional commentary via the premium podcast. Written fantasy content and slate breakdowns. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings ownership projections for NFL and DFS strategy guys. Research tools and lineup alerts. Just enter promo code SUPERBOWLSB53 to get your 50% off at DailyRoto.com Elite Monthly Membership and cash it on your prop ATS and total wagers on the big game. That's promo code SB53 to get 50% off today the, the before Super Bowl kickoff on a DailyRoto.com Elite Monthly Package. Scott Engel here with Joe Galita and Jim Day. And this is... Uh, the last day officially of fantasy football is you can still uh, play single-game contests over at DraftKings and FanDuel. And uh, Joe Galini, go over to DailyRoto.com, and they've had uh, they, they've ran some really uh, intensive numbers uh, for people to build their lineups with. Absolutely, yeah. If you go to it, you check out who they uh, think your your captain should be, because that's uh, that's the way you set up your lineups today. You, you have a one captain who'll give you uh, one and a half. Uh, times the uh, fantasy points. Uh, so you want uh, reading through their uh, their content here. Uh, they acknowledge that you know you're probably going to want uh, one of the two uh, quarterbacks in as your captain. They have a, a, a nice floor there, but uh, they also have some. Uh, they've a bunch of. Uh, Optimizer lineups that they've set up, uh, where uh, you know primary wide receivers uh, they've used as the captain as well. So uh, everyone should take advantage of that big discount that uh, Daily Roto is offering to get you know fifty percent off before the Super Bowl kickoff. So big stuff. Yeah, they have a high calculation for Robert Woods, who's eleven thousand mm-hmm. seven hundred as a potential captain. But uh, Jim, very I don't know if I've ever seen a tournament one without a quarterback as the captain and usually that's the way uh that's the way the industry shrink swings for uh tournaments. Uh if you want Tom Brady as your captain, fifteen thousand nine hundred. Uh if you don't, Jared Goff's only fifteen thousand. Look, yeah, I look, I agree with that. A lot of people are gonna be using them as their captains but to me that's you know, going with the flow isn't necessarily a good thing especially when you're only talking about six players to begin with you have to try and differentiate yourself from the others especially if you're playing any kind of a tournament style of this game you you need to come up with different players playing the quarterbacks as the captains while they may score the most points everybody else is going to be doing the same thing you you know for me it's all about trying to find that other player that most people won't be on uh, to put in your captain spot to try and give you some kind of differentiation from everybody else. So from that regard, uh, Jim, would you want to stick with a quarterback maybe and go with Goff instead of Brady? Well, I'll tell you the truth. I've said 
quite a few lineups, and there's only been one or two where I, one I had Goff and one I had Brady as captain just in case, but almost all of the others have been going with a lesser player or, well, not so much a lesser player, but somebody not expected to have that huge game that may come out and have that huge game. And, you know, for me, a lot of that time, it's been Gronkowski. I'm with Joe. I think Gronkowski is going to have a, a big game here, uh, mm-hmm. especially if it is truly his last game. He's going to want to go out on fire, on top, and Brady's not going to have any problem with that. Look, Gronk had a great you know, championship game. Well, not a great one, but he had, you know, the best one he's had in a while. Uh, I expect that to trend to continue. I expect Brady to want to get him the ball, especially if it is his last game. And, you know, I'm going to go on that assumption that it is. And because of that, I love Gronk today. I think Gronk is, is going to have a big game. Um, and because of that, I've put him in, in quite a few of my DFS lineups as my captain. Now, uh, you know, of course, the captain is the guy that you expect and you project to have the most points because you want to get that one-and-a-half multiplier. And Jim is saying, you know, I'm going to go with the tight end. Uh, and uh, you take a look at what Daily Roto's pumping out there. They expect Robert Woods possibly, uh, you know, to be worthy of captainship. But – and you, you hear what Jim says, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you want to win a tournament, you mm-hmm. don't go with what everybody else is doing. But what about the other thinking is, you know, go with what everybody else is doing and use Brady – because and then differentiate yourself somewhere else, you know. Because if if Brady turns out to be the captain and he scores the most points of everybody, you know, because he's going to touch the ball more than anybody probably in this game, you want to keep up with everybody else and then maybe try to differentiate yourself somewhere else, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I like that uh, because I actually uh, was playing around with a lineup last night and I made Brady uh, my captain. But there's a couple of guys that we've even spoken as we started to break down the game uh, in the last hour. Uh, you know, maybe you put a, a Rex Burkhead in there uh, as some of your flex. And uh, maybe we, I, we mentioned all the targets that Chris Hogan and some success that he's had in Super Bowls. Maybe use him. You know, a guy that we didn't talk about, a r- real sleeper that you could use uh, as a... Uh, uh, in your flex, uh, how about you know Josh Reynolds uh, from from the Rams? You know uh, we talked a lot about the, the uh, Brandon Cooks possibly being double teamed, and and Woods has just been so consistent. So yeah, I want him. You know maybe I would you know if I made multiple lineups, have him as my captain. But you know Josh Reynolds has a little sleeper appeal too. And uh, you know t- to Jim's point, if you want to kind of differentiate yourself there, I'm not saying use Josh Reynolds as your captain, but definitely uh, has some value in some lineups as. Uh, a flex. Now, if you're going to use Brady as your captain, uh, you know he'll chew up fifteen thousand nine hundred in salary. That'll drop uh, Julian Edelman from only from over sixteen thousand. He's the most uh, most expensive player on DraftKings as a captain. Uh, Edelman just becomes ten thousand eight hundred. In any mm-hmm. of your lineups, have you considered Jim? Uh, you know, use the Edelman as your captain. Is he worth it? You know, talk when you're talking about. What Nikel, you like Nikel Roby Coleman in coverage, but this guy, like I said, second leading receiver all time uh, in postseason history behind Jerry Rice, always shows up on the big stage. Uh, are you comfortable using Edelman as a captain? And if uh, if not, uh, do you just like using him as part of a Brady Edelman stack? Look, 
I'm with you on Edelman. I, I, you know, the numbers from the Rams side show that they can cover the the slot, but Edelman has always come up big in big games. So I have no problem with somebody wanting to use Edelman as their captain or to use him in a stack. Um, If the Patriots win this game, then Edelman's going to be a big part of it. No doubt in my mind, he's going to get, you know, like we said earlier, 12, maybe 14 targets in this game. Uh, So, you know, while they could have good coverage on him. I'm not sure they're going to be able to stop him completely, and he'll have some decent gains out of this one. But, you know, I, I find when I, I'm looking at this more than than not, I, I'm tending to fade away from Edelman and pivot over to Woods in most cases. Uh, on that side, I, I'll go with Woods and then, you know, come back with heavy running back rotations. Because, look, a lot of people are expecting this to be a high-scoring game. I'm not. I'm thinking it's going to be under the number, and if that's the case, then these running backs are going to come up big. It, and if these running backs are the the ones that are coming up big in this game, then having you know an Edelman as your captain or a Brady or a Golf as your captain, I mean, it, there's a chance in every sense of the word that Patriots win this game and Tom Brady throws for 240 yards and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both quarterbacks might end up putting up those kind of numbers. That's uh, what I'm Todd, saying. So, I mean, there's yeah. no guarantees. No, but if it, Brady, with with as many times as he might possibly throw, uh, I, I I have more confidence in him getting to 300 yards than Goff. We talked a lot about Gurley and the uh, and the health, et cetera, and we just don't know what the workload is. How comfortable are you with, with him at 9,000 in a non-captain-type role uh, on DraftKings, Joe, and uh, would you use him as your captain? I kind of like him using as a tournament, a captain in a tournament, because I feel that if he is close to healthy, he's the big key for the Rams to winning this game. Yeah, I mean, d- despite uh, you know my fears about uh, him, you know, playing with the injury, or whatnot. If, uh, probably after the show, I'm going to be putting in some uh, additional lineups here. And in order to diversify and you know to take advantage of the potential upside, let's say Jim's right, and you know it was just a momentary lapse you know, for for Gurley, and he has a Gurley type day. Uh, putting him in as your captain, you know, uh, uh, maybe it gives you a little diversity in terms of uh, you know some people shying away from using them uh, as their captain in their lineup. So yeah, uh, you know, if you put together several different lineups, you know, I like to hedge. Uh, you know, so I, I I would consider it. How many how many uh, Patriots uh, would you actually use? Uh, how many Patriots are you comfortable using in a lineup today? Uh, you know, versus how many Rams? Ideally, how many Patriots are you using today, and how many Rams are you using, uh, Jim? Well, look, it it really comes down to how do you figure the game is going to play out. I, I mean, you know, you, you got to make yeah, that assumption what I'm asking, first. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, for me, look, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I don't really want to get into who I'm thinking is going to win because we'll talk about that later. But I do expect it to be a tight game. I'm looking at somewhere like a 27 to 24 type score. Um, So one of the things I'm getting into a lot when I do my lineups is that I'm not really focused on which team they're at. I'm trying to pick out the players that not only differentiates my lineup from everybody else's, but 
are the players I think will come up big in this. And one of the things that a lot of people don't really use when they get into these kind of you know captain roles and things like that is kickers, and I think kickers are a big part of it. Um, I was going to bring that up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, both Goskowski and Zerline, two really mm-hmm. solid kickers. Uh, it could very well come down to these guys having big games uh, to what the outcome is. So, you know, don't be afraid to throw a kicker into your into your lineup uh, for today's game. You'd be surprised what they can actually get for you. I'm not saying put them in a captain role by far, but, you know, <laughs> at least have, have some shares of them in your lineups because you're going to be surprised with what they could do, um, you know, Zerline was, you know, not really practicing most of the week, but then did practice the other week, wasn't on the injury report, should be good to go. And we know what kind of leg he has. So, you know, when when you're looking at this game, trying to figure out how it goes, the kickers could be huge and could also lead to some really nice prop bets if you're paying attention. Yeah, and you can use as many players from one team if you want. You can go with six Patriots, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah, no doubt like, about it. Like if you think the Patriots season, are going to so. come out and steamroll, you should go with all Patriots. Now, uh, you're taking a look next on the salary ladder. Brandon Cooks is, uh, and we'll get to the kickers in a little while. A great point by you guys. Brandon Cooks is 8,200 in a non-captain sort of role. Uh, how comfortable you are with that today? How often would, in many of your lineups, you going to be using Brandon Cooks, uh, Joe? Personally, I'm not too comfortable uh, using Brandon Cooks. I think that uh, the fact that uh, he was a former uh, Patriot, it, 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 it concerns me, you know. Cause, and, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, the narrative that uh, the Pats always like to take out the uh, uh, opposing team's best player. And, uh, you know, I guess who would you think that their best player is if, if Gurley is, you know, limited or whatnot and you have C.J. Anderson? Well, then maybe they need to focus on, you know, if... if the game needs to be put on the shoulders of uh, of Jared Goff. Then you know you want to take Brandon Cooks out of there. So it's just a personal thing of of, of mine. I'm not high on Brandon Cooks today. Okay, Robert Woods, 7,800, uh, not captain uh, salary, and uh, might draw a lot of Stephen Gilmore today, uh, Jim. Look, I, I like Woods. They're going to move him around. Um, you know, he'll operate a lot in the slot. They'll move him around to, to the both sides and get him involved. Heck, they'll probably give him a rushing attempt as well, if not more. So I, I like Woods. I like Woods more than Cooks because of everything Joe said. They they know Cooks well. You know, he is their big play, you know, down the field type receiver. They're going to want to not they're going to want to take him out of the game, not allow him to get going, because if he does get going, they're going to be in trouble, and they know it. So I expect them to have a lot of over and under coverage on him, you know, chip him when he comes off the line most of the times with whoever they can. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Joe on this one. I'm not expecting Cooks to have a huge game, so I'm not paying up for him. All right, uh, moving down the ladder here, uh, salary-wise, uh, we got one guy – Makes my my eyes light up. I'll uh, I'll talk about him and uh, him right now. James White. You know, we we talked about you know just how uh, how effective he's been in the postseason. Eight total touchdowns, uh, more than any any player over the last three seasons in NFL in NFL in the NFL playoffs. We we did indicate uh, that you know uh, Jim had some really good numbers too on that too about how good the Rams. Have uh, been good in pass coverage against uh, with their linebackers against opposing running backs, but if you know Tom Brady's going to face a lot of pressure, 
and uh, mm-hmm. you know sprinkle the ball a lot to James White. How could you not love him at seventy two hundred, uh, Joe? Absolutely, and especially uh, with DraftKings, they're a full point PPR too, right? So uh, more power to you right there. I mean, uh, you know, White has been a guy that uh, Brady has looked to not only in past playoffs, but uh, you know. Th- this playoff run as well. Talked about the 15 catches against the Chargers. Had another uh, four catches uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, so yeah, I, I love him at that price. And again, uh, important to look at uh, the scoring uh, format that uh, DraftKings is using with the full point PPR. Yeah, half point over on FanDuel. That's something to note as well. Uh, Sony Michelle at 6,800. How much? How much is he finding his way into your lineups, Jim? Look, I, I like Sony Michelle in this game. Uh, you know, I expect them to try and get him out there. But, you know, as Joe was kind of alluding to in the first hour, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Michelle goes out there and has a, a, a great game, but all of a sudden somebody else is getting that goal line carry <laughs> just because Bill Belichick is doing Bill Belichick-type things. Um, and <laughs> right. that concerns me a little. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Michelle goes over 100 yards, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't get in the end zone. So he's kind of a you know one of those players. You look at sixty eight hundred bucks. He's going to be in most lineups, and I get that. And I understand that, but there is some concern in my my mind what Bill Belichick does, as always. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I would think though I still like him a lot for uh, getting in the end zone, even if he doesn't get the yardage or sees reduced carries, because I think you know that team could move him, move into position to him to get several chances from uh, you know three yards or in. All right, we'll talk about some bargains uh, for the one-game slate next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here on the Roto Experts in the morning fantasy uh, fantasy sports radio network. We're taking you to noon Eastern on a special Super Bowl edition, and don't forget to party hard with Red Heat Rage on uh, on this channel. From 3 p.m. Eastern on Studio 34, simulcasting live on YouTube. Live the wave of emotions of both of these guys, uh, Gabe and Cam, uh, as their wages and props hang in the balance starting at 3 p.m. Eastern throughout the end of the game. These guys have laid a lot of bread on this uh, Super Bowl, so uh, it's going to be very exciting to listen to. Jim Day will join them at uh, 5.30 Eastern as well. So uh, continuing to monitor the DraftKings uh uh, continuing to go through the DraftKings uh, showdown uh, picks here, uh, we we left off with uh, with Sony Michelle, and then uh, and then we start to get into the bargains parts of the ladders. You guys pretty much have already covered Rob Gronkowski and why you like him. Uh, what about Josh Reynolds at fifty four hundred, uh, Joe on uh, on RotoExperts.com where we have a lot of Super Bowl coverage. Davis Maddock notes that no receiver in the NFL received more average cushion this year from defensive backs 
than Josh Reynolds. If uh, if the Patriots do that, which be a, maybe they're aware of that stat or aware of that that sort of uh, blowing that coverage, maybe they won't. But uh, if if the Patriots can take away or limit Cooks and uh, Robert Woods, they're going to have mm. to go to Josh Reynolds. So how much do you like Josh Reynolds at a non-captain price of 5400 Love him. Love him. Uh, I think his last game, seven targets, uh, four catches for 74 yards. This guy's always had big playability, uh, deep ball threat. You look at his college numbers, 17 uh, yards uh, per catch at Texas A&M. So uh, absolutely, uh, for all the things that we've said in the past with the possibility of the Pats taking Brandon Cooks out uh, of the equation, double-teaming him and uh, Rams, if they're looking for a deep threat, Josh Reynolds could be the guy. C.J. Anderson uh, at 5,200. We don't know what kind of role exactly he's going to have. We figure at the very least he'll probably get about five to eight carries, but could he get more? We just don't know. But the key for uh, the Rams to win this game is to a lot of Todd Gurley. Uh, Do you have any lineups where you're risking C.J. Anderson, and how much would you recommend it, Jim? Look, I I am taking some shots on on C.J. Anderson. You know, um, Ian Rappaport even came out and said that there's a good chance that it still remains, uh, you know, I don't want to say committee. Uh, um, uh, what's the other word you use when it's two of them instead time of three? Because I know you hate that, yeah. that timeshare. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as a two-person committee. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure there is. <laughs> I've worked in companies no, that had two-man committees. Um, <laughs> it's not a but, committee by dictionary definition if it's two people. Okay, well, there you go. How, how many people out there in the world have a dictionary anymore? Um uh, I know I don't have a dictionary. God, you can just Google, so you go. Google it. <laughs> uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he's reporting that it's still going to be a timeshare between the two of them, and C.J. Anderson uh, is still going to be involved in this game plan and, and get his work. Look, you know, no matter what is said between these two running backs, it's all conjecture for all of us. Um, you know, Sean McVay is going to come up with the game plan he thinks is going to you know, work the best, whether it be C.J. Anderson and Gurley. Um, but, you know, I mean, we expect more out of Gurley, and you know, that's just smart football. He's been the man for the last two years. But if you're both right and he's still not 100%, um, if I'm partially right and confidence is, is still an issue, then, you know, all of that could play into C.J. Anderson still having a big role. So while I'm not saying go out there and make sure you have C.J. Anderson in all your lineups, if you're going to put in multiple lineups, why not take a shot, uh, you know, putting him in, in one of the any flex positions and, and going with it? Because if Gurley does come out early and is either not healthy or makes a mistake, we could see C.J. Anderson take over that role for the rest of the game, just like in the conference championship. So uh, I'm not going to say it isn't going to happen, and I'm not going to say it will happen. I'm just saying, you know, why not take the shot on if he gets going? This is the same guy that, you know, in, in the first playoff game had two two touchdowns, even though Gurley had one. So, you know, he could easily come into play in this game. You have to have some piece of him. Rex Burkhead at 4800 Is he one of your favorite bargains this week, Joe? I like him uh, a, a lot. Um, you know, he's been able to find the end zone the past couple of games. Uh, again, you know, we talked about, you know, Sony Michelle maybe driving it down the uh, the field and then all of a sudden uh, Burkhead getting an uh, opportunity to take it in. So, yeah, I think he's a good bargain. Uh, but at the same time as to what I said in the last hour, 
it's almost like, uh, you know, look, we, we, already sh- we already showed that, you know, for the Patriots. Uh, maybe, you know, when we get to the one-yard line, let's give it to Devlin. So, but yeah, uh, at his price and, and You're based big on, on his this recent James history. Devlin thing, aren't you? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? If he scores a touchdown, you're going to give me credit next week or what? No. Just only I was going to do Damn it, but you. now you've asked, Damn you. you've, asked, you've asked for it. Damn you. Curse Look, Scott, it, it, it's, not like we, it's not like anybody thinks James Devlin is the be-all, end-all. It has nothing to do with James Devlin. It has everything to do with Bill Belichick and him wanting mm-hmm. to put wrinkles into his offense. And, you know, and that's, you know, like we said, he was, Joe was talking about earlier, in a two-game stretch, he had three touchdowns. You know, it was, what, five weeks ago? Uh, six weeks mm-hmm. ago, when you know he came in and Sony Michelle marched him right down the field. Next thing you know, Devlin dives in for the touchdown. They do it again. Sony all the way down the field. Devlin dives in for the touchdown. I'm not going to be surprised if that happens today. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to hey, let it if, surprise me again. Hey, if Burkhead sleeps through his alarm clock today, uh, maybe he he doesn't get a carry. Right? You never know with Belichick and what could set him off. Look, you, 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 Jonas Gray ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Because of him. But you guys always talk about Belichick, 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 Belichick. You know, we you did not? this at the beginning of the show. Belichick did this with the running backs. Belichick did this with the running running backs. What about Josh McDaniels? That guy is the offensive coordinator. I'm I not mentioned him. We talked about him. Yeah. We talked about him. The guy could sleep for 40 minutes and get five hours sleep. He's great. He's, he's right. making up Good. plays as we speak right now. Got to give credit. Plays credit going to use in a few hours. Like everybody yeah. by default gives Belichick all the credit for the running backs. Uh, Phil Dorsett, great play, great uh, other coaches. Go well, wait, wait I, I, yeah. real quick before we get off on this Dorsett, I want to throw in a couple of thoughts on Burkhead because I'm with Joe. I, I think Burkhead's going to be a, a decent part of this game, and yes. you know, bears some with him some looking yeah. at if you're in your DFS lineups, especially at his cost. You know, the the one thing he gives you that the other two running backs don't. So Tony Michelle steps on that field, almost guaranteed a running play. Um, you know, when James White steps on the field, it's almost guaranteed to be a pass. He doesn't run the ball very much anymore. Uh, it's almost all passing attempts. What Burkhead gives you that the other two don't is he can do both. They can hand it off to him exactly. and they can throw it to him. So he gives them mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, of, uh, you know, I don't know what versatility. Ah, to say, but yeah, versatility, versatility and, you know, a little bit more of trying to hide the offense of what they're trying to do when he steps on the field. And, you know, he has seen decent amount of, of playing time in the playoffs. At that cost, I think you have to take a shot on him, if for no other reason, to load up all the other chuck. Mm. All right. Uh, move, move it out here. Uh, you know, as we go dig deep on the salary ladder, uh, Phil Dorsett, 4,200. We, we saw Tom Brady take a deep shot uh, with Phil Dorsett and come up with a touchdown in the divisional playoffs. If if uh, the Rams are so worried about Edelman and Gronk, uh, can we see a Phil Dorsett bomb today? Do you think it happens, Jim? Well, I, I think there's a very good chance. Look, uh, he, he's been getting enough playing time lately and doing decent amount with it um, than, you know, let's say, a quarter Al Patterson is, um, you know, so far in the win against Kansas City, you had Edelman had 45 uh, routes, Chris Hogan had 37, you had Dorsett with 21, which is a pretty decent number for him. Um, he's he's had touchdowns in all three games so far. Um, you know, he runs, uh, you know, 51% of his routes are on the right side. So, you know, he gets the 
the best matchup going against Rams right cornerback Marcus Peters, who, who we all know, while he's not a bad cornerback, he likes to bite. He takes those chances, and I could see easily that you know New England wants to come out, make him bite on one of those things, and have that double move ready to go, and Dorsett get over the top of him for a big play. So, yeah, I, I do like Dorsett as another player um, at, at his cost that definitely is worth looking at for your DFS lineups. Let me Tyler tell you one Higby. other thing about Dorsett, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, Dorsett, you know, sure. uh, I mind. Uh, yeah, I absolutely um, mind. Do you? All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll see you yeah, later. Yeah, but I no, don't, but, uh, so go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> so uh, Bill uh, Barnell at ESPN uh, no, uh, wrote an article, and uh, one of the things he noticed was that the Rams are struggling against deep passers, right? Uh, passes that travel 16 or more yards uh, down the field, uh, opposing quarterbacks, uh, league's fifth-best quarterback rating. Uh, on those throws, and George said it's basically uh, the Pats' number one deep threat. You know, they miss Josh Gordon now, so uh, three straight games for t- with a touchdown for Dorsett, so yeah, I think he, he's worth the stab. Well, Chris Hogan is a guy at 3,800. Uh, mm. Be a very, very attractive uh, sort of punt play there, you know, in the regard that he's, he's probably more reliable than, uh, mm-hmm. than Dorsett. They can throw to him downfield sometimes, uh, I like Chris Hogan a lot as a punt play, uh, with with the with the Rams paying a lot of attention to a lot of other receivers there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him. You called him Taco Bell. I called him Seven Eleven. That's that's his, because he's supposedly he's always open. And uh, you know we expected more out of him, like we said in the last hour, just a few years with the Pats. But look, you know he's somebody that's been heavily targeted the past few weeks at his price point. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I would take a, a chance in putting him uh, in one of my lineups today as well. Uh, Tyler, yeah, I, 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 wait, I got, I got to jump in here too because I, yeah, no. I get it. I, no. I understand. <laughs> I understand mm-hmm. what you both are saying, but man, I, I, I just can't get past how often this guy has just let us down all year. Um, even in the beginning of the season, didn't talk about a thirty hundred dollar player. It's reflected. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I just, ah, oh, man, you, you know, look, it charges. He, what targets five, five times he gets three catches for thirteen yards. Um, you know, I just ah, I, I'm I'm not biting on Chris Hogan. It may cost me, but I don't care. I'm not biting on Chris Hogan. He's bit me too often this year. Fourteen <laughs> catches on twenty targets the last three games. I'll take a crack. Tyler Hegby, uh, twenty two hundred. Gerald Everett, two thousand. Are you feeling either one of these? Jim is a punt play. Uh, well, uh, sure. I mean, again, punt play. Why not? Absolutely, everybody becomes a, a, a chance in a punt play. You're looking at guys that. You know, aren't going to be heavily owned. Aren't cost effect. You know, don't cost you. Well, you say you don't Absolutely. like Hogan as a punt play. Yeah, that's just because bad feelings I have for Chris Hogan. <laughs> okay, I don't punch. like him. Yeah, it's all right. Gotcha. It, it, it is happens to all us fantasy players. He's yeah, he's burned you personally. <laughs> he doesn't in the like you. I have players like I don't that. like yeah. you either. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. There's a lot of people don't like me. Heck, I live with one. <laughs> Why would oh. people not like you? Because. <laughs> Because I, I, I'm a bit of an A-hat. <laughs> uh, I never <laughs> Trying to put that, it nicely for radio, but <laughs> I, I, have that, uh, I have that reflection from time to time. Look, um, both of these tight ends are going to be in the mix. I, I mean, I'd probably take a little bit more of a shot at Everett than I would Higby, uh, just because he's used more in the passing routes than Higby is. Higby's more of a blocker, but we, he can catch passes. We know that. But if I'm going to take a shot on one of these two, it would probably be Everett. Uh, but I I didn't find myself 
I don't think I went to him once, to be honest. I, I felt enough relief with the other lesser guys that I think high, more high of, like the two kickers or like Dorsett or Burkhead, um, that got me in to get the chalk I needed as well. So I really didn't need to go there. By the way, Josh Gordon's on the uh, list for two hundred dollars. Do you spend two hundred dollars? I, I totally missed that. Yeah. Cordero Patterson, sixteen hundred. Any interest in here as a punt play? He'll save you a lot of salary, uh, Joe. Uh, you know, in a way, he hasn't really been involved in the uh, offense the uh, past several weeks too much. So it's almost like, hey, maybe uh, uh, you know, uh, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Say, I, I mentioned Josh McDaniels. Uh, you know, keeping him in their back pocket as someone maybe that they could sneak, uh, sneakily use. So uh, you know, of the players that we've mentioned, uh, you know, he's my least favorite. But yeah, sure, I could see uh, him. Uh, you know, getting a score. Yeah, but here's one of those stats that throw you off a little bit. He's only touched the ball on offense more than three times once in the Patriots' last seven games. For him to return any kind of value, you need a kickoff (laughs) return from him. It's possible. It's it's possible. That's basically why they have him on the roster. We talked about kickers as uh, a nice way to fill out your roster. Uh, Steven Gostkowski's uh, 3,200. And uh, then you have Greg Zerline at 3400 Jim. Yeah, look, I, I like talked about it earlier. I like trying to put one of the kickers in the lineup. I, I think it gives you good, good uh, salary relief as well as give you a, you know, what I consider to be high interest plays today. I think the kickers definitely come into play, especially when you talk about these two kickers, Askowski and Zerline, both big leg, big, strong kickers that, you know, don't miss all that often. Um, you know, we saw how good Zerline was last last game, even being injured, come out and make those two big field goals to win the game. Um, so, you know, I, I'm favoring, I'm tending to favor him a little bit more, but there's also the downside of the injury if it, you know, he mm-hmm. goes out there and all of a sudden he re-injures himself, then you're looking at a lot of two-point conversions and punters kicking off, which really bothers me a little bit. But you know, that leg is going to be huge, and I think it's absolutely going to come into play. Uh, I saw a New York writer. Uh, I was just going to mention. Go I saw ahead. a New York writer pre- predicted a 10-9 score. Probably not going to happen. But hey, if you get like a game like that, <laughs> you know, one of these kickers, uh, you know. Could, could give you some fantasy points. So, yeah, and the, the optimizer has a couple of lineups where they actually used each kicker, uh, and they were able the to Daily get Roto a lot optimizer, so. yes. Yep, yep. All right, real, real quick, uh, Joe, the, the mm. Rams and Patriots defenses, usually in games where Vegas is uh, you know, predicting a higher score is probably a better idea to stay away from them. Are you avoiding the defenses today? Yes, but if I had to pick one, I'd take a chance on the Rams' defense and uh, put my money on uh, Aaron Donald and a little uh, Ndamu Kinsu. But, uh, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably go with the Patriots. Uh, you know, you look for sacks and turnovers more than anything. Uh, and you know, with, with the many times I mentioned Jared Goff has fumbled, it could turn into something there. Lots to come here in the uh, 10 a.m. Eastern hour. We'll give out our, uh, our lineups. And uh, that that we set for the DraftKings showdown and uh, prop prop bets. Uh, Dan Graziano with Seahawks tight end Nick Fredette. 